Welcome to a powerful encounter with the Word of God, brought to you by Eastwood Annabelle. And I pray that God will bless your life today. The Bible said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities. How about that? He forgives all our iniquities. Who healeth all thine diseases, including cancer. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction. But for the Lord who was on our side. Now may Israel say, when men rose up against us, who would have been destroyed long ago. Who crowned thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfied thy mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. And I told you that he satisfies our mouth with good things. And it goes beyond just food. The Bible said, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Whosoever loveth it shall eat the fruit thereof. And um, Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. So one of the things God has put in our mouth is the words we speak. And especially speaking in other tongues that when you speak in other tongues your youth is renewed like the youth of the eagle i can tell you that speaking in tongues is a very powerful thing especially when you speak in tongues well the bible said he that blesses god in other tongues he does it well he blesses god well so if you speak in tongues and you do it well your youth will be renewed so somebody said what, what does it mean to bless god and to speak in tongues well if you speak in tongues without constantly frowning, constantly squeezing your face, I can tell you if you speak in tongues like the constant squeezing of your face will not renew your ego, your youth. It will make you look like an old person. So if you want to know whether the tongues will make you younger and fresher or not, whenever you are speaking in tongues, just look at yourself in a mirror. You should be able to speak tongues, relax, normal. Possibly add a smile to it if you have to smile. Sometimes laugh. You are smiling and you are speaking in other tongues and you are rejoicing in the Lord. And it is not like a recorded tip. Squeeze your face as if you have seen 10,000 noise. So you just, you just want to make sure that when you are speaking in tongues, you speak in tongues in a way that edifies you. Don't speak in tongues in such a way that after 10 minutes, you feel like passing out. So he said he satisfies our mouth with good things so that our youth is renewed like the youth of the eagle. And I told you that one of the things he satisfies our mouth with is the gift of speaking in other tongues speaking in other tongues it's such a powerful and potent gift and you must use it benefit number one of speaking in other tongues are that tongues are a sign tongues are a sign that is number one and number two the tongues refresh your spirit now this month we are looking at a topic we call glossolalia and glossolalia is the phenomenon or the practice of speaking with other tongues the phenomenon or the practice of speaking in other tongues is called glossolalia and it's taken from two greek words word number one is glossa and the second one is lalio now glossa means a tongue or a language and lalio means to speak or to make a sound 
So when we put it together and we say glossolalia, we are talking about using Pentecostals and charismatic believers speaking speech like syllables and sounds, which lack definite meanings but are spiritually edifying. So they are picked with various sounds and, and syllables from different backgrounds and different languages, and you put them together and you speak them, and you are not the one doing it, but the Holy Ghost is giving you utterance. And um, the thing sometimes can sound foolish, but there's a lot of power in it. And may the Lord mightily bless your life as you continue making the practice of speaking with other tongues. Now, we want to look at two more uses or benefits of speaking in other tongues. Number three benefit of speaking in other tongues is that speaking in other tongues is the initial evidence of having the Holy Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit is a person, but you can't see him. You cannot see the Holy Spirit like I'm looking at Pastor Sandy or I'm looking at Deacon um, Bongo Man. You can't see the Holy Spirit like that. So when he takes residence in you and you are saying you are filled with the Holy Ghost, there must be evidence that you are filled with the Holy Ghost. And the initial evidence, according to Pentecostals and Charismatics, I'm saying according to Pentecostals and Charismatics, because if you met somebody who was an evangelical, he will argue with you and tell you that tongues are not the initial evidence of the Holy Ghost indwelling a person. But that is where I believe, when I, that is what I believe as I look in the Bible. Now, ample evidence is provided in the book of Acts to show that the Holy Ghost baptism is an experience that tongue speaking is the, is the evidence of the Holy Ghost which is, um, which is manifested when somebody is filled with the Holy Ghost. So the Holy Ghost baptism is an experience that is separate and subsequent to the new birth or salvation. In, in other words, for most people, when they are born again, they are born again and then the Holy Ghost baptism follows later. For some people, when it happens at the same time, one still must take place before the other because God gives the Holy Ghost to his children. You cannot receive the Holy Ghost baptism before you are born again. You must always be born again first and then after that, God will give you the Holy Ghost. It may be on the same day. It may be one second after the other. It may be 10 seconds after the other. But the Holy Ghost baptism is subsequent to being born again. And tongue speaking is also the initial evidence of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Now, you will see a catalog or a list of Holy Ghost baptisms in the Bible, the, in the book of Acts in particular. The first one is on the day of Pentecost. The Bible said on the day of Pentecost, sound like a, of a rushing mighty wind filled the room where they were, and cloven tongues like as of fire rested upon them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So the very first incident of people being filled with the Holy Ghost in the upper room, the evidence was speaking in tongues. And if I were you, and I'm desiring to be filled with the Holy Ghost, I want to say, God, I want it just like the Apostle Paul had it. I, I want it just like the Apostle Peter had it. I want it just like John had it. I want it just like James had it. I want the original experience, the first experience. I want it right like, I want it exactly like that. And on the day of Pentecost, when they were filled with the Holy Ghost, they spoke in other tongues. Because you see, like I said, you cannot see the Holy Spirit. So when he's in you, you need evidence. 
It's just like if I went home right now and I turned on the light in the house. I want to see something. When the light is bright, then I know that there's power going through the cables. But if I put on the lights and they didn't come on, then I know there's power failure. If I try to turn on my television and it won't come on, then I know there's a fault with the TV or there's power failure. If I try to speak through this microphone and there's no sound and I'm not hearing anything, then I know there is either a fault with the microphone, a fault with the console, or a fault with the, with the generator that is bringing in the power. It's the same way when you speak in tongues, the speaking in tongues gives you the assurance that the Holy Ghost is in you. That the Holy Ghost is in you. And this is very important because there are many times in our lives where due to one or two things, you doubt a lot of things. There, there are times if you are not careful, you may even doubt your own salvation. Because knowing you are saved is not a feeling. It's a knowing. The word of God gives you that assurance. And to know that the Holy Ghost lives in you, you also need an, you also need an assurance. And speaking in other tongues is that assurance. I know your character is important because the Bible said by their fruit, you shall know them. But I can tell you that speaking in tongues is one of the ways God just gives you the assurance that I'm with you. He gives you, he gives, he, he makes you speak in other tongues as he gives you utterance, utterance, utterance. If the Holy Ghost is not in you, that whole utterance will just dry up. And there are people who have been in a certain place where the Holy Ghost, they, they don't speak in tongues anymore. They don't enjoy speaking in other tongues anymore. And that means that the fellowship between you and the Holy Ghost, there is a separation. The Holy Ghost, when he comes into you, will not leave you. If you are not, unless you can decide not to be born again, again. But as long as you are born again and the Holy Ghost takes residence in you, the Holy Spirit will be in you. And sometimes even when you are getting lost or you are getting confused, I know people that depart even from God for, for a long time. And when, in terms of fellowship, it's not like they've lost their salvation. They've gone back into the world and they are doing other things. Then once in a while when they are in danger, the tongues will come back. Even if they won't speak national name, they go da 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 Then they say, oh, she's hostile. Holy Ghost, oh, she's hostile. Oh, she's hostile. Then you just know, and he's just inside there and tell you, hey boy, I'm still here. And if you can find your way back to God, everything will be all right with you. So the Holy Ghost, come on, you can clap to that. So the Holy Ghost, on the day of Pentecost, the initial evidence, speaking in other tongues, it went to Samaria. There was a powerful outbreak of salvation. A revival took place, and then they brought John and they brought Peter to come and pray for them to receive the Holy Ghost. And my Bible said, when they came to pray for them, they laid their hands on them to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And the Bible said in the verse number 18, verse number 18, that when Simon saw that through the laying on of hands of the apostles, the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money. Now, when John and Peter laid hands on the people to receive the Holy Ghost, we are not told they spoke in tongues. But the Bible said that Simon the sorcerer saw something. What did he see? I'm sure he saw people were shaking. He saw people were talking. He, told them, he saw them maybe prophesying and speaking in other tongues. Then he knew they had received the Holy Ghost. So over there again, 
there was an evidence. You cannot say I am full of the Holy Ghost with no evidence whatsoever to show. When the Holy Ghost enters somebody or the Holy Ghost takes residence in somebody, there will be evidence. And that evidence is speaking in other tongues. Number three instance, Paul the Apostle was filled with the Holy Ghost. God spoke to a man, Ananias, and said, Ananias, go and lay your hands on Paul and the man will receive the Holy Ghost. And the Bible said, Ananias went his way and entered into the house and putting his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord even Jesus that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest has sent me that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. That thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. The next verse says, and immediately, and immediately, there fell from his eyes, as it had been scales, and he received sight forthwith, and arose and was baptized. Now, scales fell from his eyes, and he began to see. But we are not told that he spoke in tongues. But when you read your Bible in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, and the verse number 18, Paul said, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than you all. I thank God that I speak with tongues more than you all. So it means that likely the day that they laid hands on him to be filled with the Holy Ghost, when he was filled with the Holy Ghost, he spoke with other tongues. Otherwise, on what occasion did he start speaking in other tongues again? That must have been the day. And then in Acts in, in the example of Cornelius in the Bible, the Bible said Peter was invited to the house of Cornelius and he had to go there and speak to them the word of God. The Bible said in the verse number 44 that while Peter just speak the words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them that heard the word and they of the circumcision which believed were astonished as many as came with Peter because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. So Peter is speaking. The Holy Ghost fell on the people. And the Jews that went with Peter said, we can see an evidence. We can see evidence that the Holy Ghost has fallen on these people. And what is the evidence they saw? The next verse, verse 46 says, For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. They heard them speak with tongues and magnify God so anytime you hear yourself speaking in tongues don't take it for granted it is a sign that you have the Holy Ghost you know we we even including believers are so judgmental that we take the tongues for granted when we speak in tongues we tell ourselves well you know you, you see believers who are just frustrated and they are asking you like a tongue-talking believer will come to you and ask you, um, Auntie, Daddy, do you believe I'm a witch? I, mean, I know I know a witch can speak some other kind of tongues, but not the ones you speak. When you speak in tongues, you don't sound like a witch. I know the way witches speak in tongues. When you lay hands on them, they go, ew, 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 ew. But when you go, ni sablanda lusimi hikabosi anaha, you find it difficult to convince me you are a witch. 
And then they say, oh, but they, they could be deceiving people. That is because of your mind. Because you have been deceiving people. You think you are, somebody else is deceiving you. Me, I don't deceive nobody when I'm speaking in tongues. So I, I, I really don't stand watching out for who is deceiving and who is not deceiving. For me, when I speak in tongues, I'm speaking in other tongues out of a pure heart, out of a sincere heart. I'm speaking in tongues and I'm just blessing God and I'm edifying myself and let somebody say an amen to that. Now, so, so you know, people, we are so concerned about the counterfeit that we never stop to endorse the real thing. So people are speaking in tongues and they don't even value it. The fact that you went Nikablondo, Similianga, Bazundele, Babande, Mokatianda, Lalabasi, Nino, Similianga, Bazundele, Makabahandele, the Holy Ghost is telling you, I'm right here. I'm right here. Like King Darius went to the lion's den and said, Daniel! Is the God whom you serve able to save you? He said, live long, O king. And when the king heard the voice of Daniel in the lion's den, the king knew that Daniel was there. So me too, anytime I open my mouth, then I know that the Holy Ghost is here. Because before the Holy Ghost came here, I was not speaking in tongues. Before I was baptized in the Holy Ghost, I never spoke in tongues. So when I'm speaking in tongues, that I know he's here. You know what? You can satisfy yourself. That oh, they will speak in tongues and still go to hell. If they will speak in tongues and still go to hell, what about the people who don't speak in tongues? They are there already. They are in hell already. So you know what? Why God allows it is sometimes you are so discouraged. Everything in your mind is negative. Everything in your mind is confused. And you don't even know where you are. Then by the time you realize you are praying, Nico, then you are praying, Father, I don't know what to do. Father, I'm so frustrated. Father, nothing is going well with me. Lord, you have deserted me. Then all of a sudden, Nika Bahanda Tosia, Lika Bahanda Tosia, Lika Bahanda Tosia. The Holy Ghost is saying, I'm here. I'm still here. I haven't gone anywhere. You look like you are failing, but I haven't gone anywhere. You look like you are dying, but I haven't gone anywhere. And when you begin to continue speaking in tongues, then you find out that you are coming to life. Now, sometimes you can even make, you can even get into a situation where, excuse me to say, you've fallen into sin. And you've gone to God like King David, creating me, oh God, a clean heart and renew the right spirit within me. And while you are praying and you are repenting, you find yourself going, Nikolosimihanda, and you are not forcing it but you just see the tongues are flowing out of you your spirit man it is the seeding your spirit has engaged the holy ghost and something good is bubbling out of you something good is bubbling out of you god is saying i'm with you so david said cast me not away from your presence and take not thy holy spirit from me creating me a cleaner he said cast me not away from your presence and take not thy holy spirit from me and the way the holy ghost announces himself is the tongues that you speak and sometimes when you are speaking in those tongues you find out even your either your body became warmer you 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 felt something in your body all of a sudden you felt stronger all of a sudden the weakness is leaving you all of a sudden the refreshing of the holy ghost is coming to you and he said restore unto me the joy of your salvation before you realize joy is rushing into your spirit listen don't leave there and still condemn yourself the holy ghost is saying i'm with you you know this self-righteous christianity anytime i hear it it makes me sick to the core 
Self-righteousness. There are people who have become experts in condemning all Christians to go to hell. Oh yeah, all these people, God is not with them. They just stand in church and they shout. And they are speaking in tongues. And we don't even know what is happening to them. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you this. The Bible said that, and God has given unto us the earnest of the spirit. Can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? I'm listening to you. Can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? When you go to Lands Commission today and you are looking for the original document of your papers, they will bring you a copy. If the land is about 100 years old since you bought it, the document will look very old. Very old. But the reason you get to know it is authentic is that there is a seal on it. The thing is stamped a seal. You may see some parts of the paper are torn. Some part of it is wretched. In fact, when you hold it, it will start breaking in pieces. But if the only part that is preserved is the place with the seal, this is the approval of the bank, sorry, of the government of Ghana that you own this document. And I want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, we have the seal of the Holy Spirit. And that seal of the Holy Ghost is expressed whenever you speak in tongues. People, I'm not encouraging you to go and do wrong things. But it doesn't matter how you're broken. It doesn't matter the extent to which you fall. Never take speaking in other tongues for granted. That when you go and you are repenting and you are speaking in other tongues and you are crying and you want to get back to God, God is allowing you to speak in tongues and God is telling you, you know, baby, you can come back. My baby, just come back. Just, just make your way back. I am here. And the Holy Ghost is telling you, I am inside here and I'm urging you to go to the Father. Just 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 go to the Father. So, Peter is preaching and the Holy Ghost fell on the people and God said, the only way I can silence the people of the circumcision is to let these people start speaking in tongues. They said, you, you go back to verse 45 and see self-righteous people. And they of the circumcision we believed were astonished. As many as came with Peter. Because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. Pastor Mike, I can tell you that but for speaking in other tongues, there are some races that would have said we, we don't have the Holy Ghost. Uh -uh. How could the Jews have believed that we too we have Holy Ghost? But when we go, I don't care whether you are Hebrew or Greek. I'm a Nabdam, but I'm in Tana. 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 When I'm speaking in tongues, American is speaking tongues. Is the same. Nobody can say somebody has got an accent. I came to tell you, speak in tongues profusely. Speak in tongues profusely. Speak in tongues profusely. And there will be no condemnation for you. Can you clap your hands and scream like your voice is yours? Just thank God. Thank God Almighty. Now, so, let me have that verse again. 
They of the circumcision were surprised that because on the Gentiles also, because on the Gentiles also was powdered the gift of the Spirit of God. And then verse 46. Because they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. They heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. That means as soon as they heard them speak in tongues and magnify God, the Bible said that they knew that these people had received the Holy Ghost. And that's because whilst Peter was yet preaching, they had started believing. They had started believing. They had started believing. So even before an altar call, these people were surrendered to God. As a matter of fact, Cornelius already believed the gospel. The angel had spoken to him. But he did not know what the gospel is. But he believed that the gospel was the message. And he was only waiting for the message. So as soon as they started delivering the message, I'm sure Cornelius and his people said, this is the message. We believe what the man is saying. We believe what the man is saying. That Jesus Christ is Lord. He died. He was buried. He rose from the dead. Jesus is Lord. He died. He was buried. He rose from the dead. He's alive forever. He's gone and he's seated at the right hand of the throne of God. And he has shed forth the gift of the Holy Ghost. And I'm sure Cornelius is saying, I cannot wait. The Jews have received their portion. We are ready for our portion right now. So whilst Peter was just speaking, the Holy Ghost fell on them. And the Bible said, they spoke with tongues and they magnified God. Then Peter answered and said, in the verse number 47, Can any man forbid water that this one should not be baptized? Which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we. Can any man forbid? Now, here are a group of people. They are hungry for the Holy Ghost. They have sent for Peter to come. But unfortunately, Peter has come there with choker a blockers. Choker a blocker is people that block the anointing. You know, there are people who believe that the anointing belongs to them. Nobody should come near the anointing. So here are the Jews who believe that the Holy Ghost just belongs to them. And the Holy Ghost made nonsense of them on that day. And even before Peter could invite the people, and before the Jews could permit, oh boy, I feel like telling you that what God has decided to give to you, he does not need anybody's permission. There is an anointing he's decided to give to you. A blessing he's decided to give to you. Favor he's decided to give to you. And he does not need anybody's permission. I see the power of the Holy Ghost come upon somebody. Somebody is going to speak in other tongues for the first time. You'll be filled with the Holy Ghost. You will speak in tongues for the first time. And if you can just lift up your hand and shout out, scream it. The power of the Holy Ghost is coming upon you in the name of Jesus. And Peter answered and said unto them in the verse number 47. Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized which have received the Holy Ghost as we have? My goodness. And that was what shattered all the argument. When they heard them speaking with other tongues and they heard them magnify God, they knew that these ones also had the gift of the Holy Ghost. That was the house of um, Cornelius. Another instance, which may be the last one I'm going to talk about, is when Paul met the believers at the, of Ephesians, of Ephesus. Paul met these believers at Ephesus. Let's start from verse 1. It's very interesting. Believers at Ephesus. And there were 12 of them who he met. 
the Bible said, and it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples, about 12 of them. He said unto them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Since you believed, have you received the Holy Ghost? Somebody under the sound of my voice, since you believed, have you received the Holy Ghost? It is not about the church you attend. Oh, you know, I'm a Methodist. You know, I'm a Presbyterian. You know, I'm a Catholic. You know, I'm an Assemblies of God. You know, I am ICGC. You know, I am Fountain Gate Chapel. I'm not talking about the church you attend. I'm talking about have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. We haven't even heard of this man or this thing you are calling Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, Unto what then were you baptized? And they said, Unto John's baptism. What he's trying to say is that if you were baptized in Christ, then by now you should have received the Holy Ghost. So if you say you don't have the Holy Ghost, then unto what then were you baptized? And they said, John's baptism. And he said unto them, John verily baptized you with water unto repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him who should come after him. And that is on Christ. When they had heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the verse number six. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Ghost came on them and they spake with other tongues and prophesied. So in the house of Cornelius, they spoke with other tongues and they magnified God. In this particular case, they spoke with other tongues and they prophesied. When they laid hands on them. So speaking in tongues and prophesying supposed to be part of your life so you don't get dry I believe you've been blessed by this message for further information please visit www.eastwoodanaba.com God bless you richly